Fierce Athlete Podcast. We are female athletes being raw and real about the joys and struggles of life, both on and off the field. We share how faith can both heal our wounds and reveal true beauty. Welcome everyone to season three of the Fierce Athlete Podcast, the You Are More Than series. I'm Sam Kelly, and I am joined by my former college rival, but now good friend, Brittany Bach. This season, we'll be diving into the things in life and sport that we often define ourselves by. We'll pull from our own experiences of the lies and insecurities that we believe about ourselves and what holds us back as athletes. We'll leave you with practicals and how to share this with those around you. Together, we're gonna learn the truth of who we are. Because you are more than your performance, your body, what the athlete culture says about you, others' opinions. You are amazing. You are a daughter of God. You are fierce. You are more than your injury. Now, this is a topic that is, both Britt and I are kind of chuckling, looking at each other, uh, very close to our own hearts and bodies, if you will. Um, the litany of my injury history, I've had seven surgeries, four left knee surgeries, a right hip surgery, a left shoulder surgery. I currently need a right shoulder surgery. I've broken a hand. I've sprained more ankles than I can count. Had a couple concussions. So yeah, oh, we've yeah. been there, <laughs> but nothing compared to. No, I mean, yeah, I'm competitive, right? So got to one up you on that or <laughs> six up you. I've had 13 surgeries and yeah, it was just, it's a big part of in the process of my career and the formation of who I became. But I mean, it was tough. And as you know, and, and like, as a lot of athletes, like I was a tough player, like you, like we just play tough. A lot of people listening today, it's just like, that's just your nature. And it was through, I've had seven or eight different foot surgeries, ACL, another knee scope, hip scope, uh, double hernia, several broken ribs, concussions, many more injuries. I remember in college, my trainer, <laughs> like the records or whatever, the files with our names, it would be like other people and they'd be like Bach. And it would <laughs> have like <laughs> just this thick thing. And, but, you know, you play through so much and, and yeah. Um, yeah, but it definitely, all these can start to compensate in how we play. So this is this, this is a topic today that we know many, many people, many athletes have gone through and it may not not all have gone through surgeries, but mm -hmm. injured at some point in your career have had to sit out and have had to struggle through rehab process and learning how to play around that and through that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's not to compare yourself. You might be sitting there and be like, well, I haven't had seven surgeries or 13 surgeries or, yeah. but we all go through aches and pains and it's, it's just as it can be just as intense and just as hard. Um, from a, a physical perspective and the, in rehabbing. Um, but also just from that, that mental perspective, like when you're injured, like what, what do you focus on? What do you do? Yeah. And I mean, even I've just, my mom broke her ankle last year and it was the first like 
injury and, sh- and just seeing her go through rehab. I mean, even off the field, you know, and all the extra rehab and all the extra time, all the extra, how it can shift us from feeling part of a community, a part of a team. I mean, I know for myself and anyone who's gone through rehab process is now you're part of where you're training and playing every day to where, Oh, now I've got to do all this extra time. Maybe you're still training and playing, but maybe you're not, maybe you have to spend an extra 45 minutes to an hour before and after practice. So you're mm-hmm. not in the the joking with the team, you know, even in, you know, before, you know, with warmups, you're getting taped or you're doing all these extra things and it, it does, it just shifts a lot. And so where our mind can go, in these times and the isolation that we can feel and then just the mental battle um, to the, the, obviously the physical battle when we're out playing, it shifts the way that we perform. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is, it is very heavy and hard, but it also can be extremely uh, freeing in a sense, which we'll talk into later and just like the growth through that. So Yeah. I mean, just looking back, I mean, let's see. So going into my, so my senior year of high school, I tore my ACL, LCL and meniscus. Um, They told me I'd never play again. And here I am like committed to UConn, you know, to play. Um, And, you know, that was like a really hard time because that was my dream and it was stripped. And so going into my freshman year, I was sitting the bench. And so I struggled, like you just said, feeling part of the team um, because yeah, I was the kid who was always rehabbing, you know, who had to have multiple surgeries just for this injury. It took three years to really be at peak performance again, you know, 13 months before I you know, could touch a soccer ball. But, and that was a really hard time, but I think something that I can look back on and and really appreciate about that time is just what I learned about perseverance, Um, you know, overcoming odds at the time. I don't necessarily, I was faithful, but it wasn't as big of a piece as I, I wish it had been, but I was out to prove everybody wrong. It's just like, you don't think I can come back from this. I mean, I've been a diabetic since I was 11 and told I'd never play sports or division one sports or whatever. And it's just like, watch me, you know? Um, And I think in, in those periods of injury, you learn so many lessons that set you up to be a more mentally tough player and athlete when you do get to compete again, but then just for the rest of life, like these little bumps in the road, you know, um, it just offers you so much. And I know it's hard to see, like if you're in it right now, you're like, I just want to play again, but just trust that the lessons that you're learning, the diligence to taking care of your body right now, those are things that will carry you far beyond your recovery. Yeah. And and this is, this is something, and gosh, I want to go so many different directions. I mean, obviously this is a huge part of both of our careers, uh, so many different directions with this, but one of the things is the comparison to a few things to before your injury and how you mm-hmm. are now, but also your comparison with your injury and the same injury that someone else had, because your ACL experience is going to be different than my ACL experience yeah. is going to be different from everyone. I had my, one of my really good buddies, Jordan Angeli, 
um, has ACL club and, and she's gone through three ACLs and nine plus surgeries. And so you see this. And then I, I remember I was playing, um, it was in Houston and I first minute of the first game in with the Houston dash and step, I mean, it was like a nothing thing and I felt it. I went off the field. I mean, there's this whole story with this and I had this embarrassment of wanting to come back on the field. You know, I, I went back out on the field, but long story short, in that year, in that process, I then saw other people who had torn their ACL, like Becky Edwards, one of my teammates, she had come off of it the year before and I see her and she's doing amazing. And so I started to be like, okay, like this is how I've got to come back. Or, and then I was like, I'm going to be the next Adrian Peterson. And I started to think like, I'm going to come back so strong, so fast. Well, clearly like everybody's body's different. Yeah. Every injury, every, I mean, you look at the history, I had six foot surgeries before that you had, like, we all had different things. So comparing ourselves to either our past self, you know, as we go through is very dangerous Mm -hmm. and comparing ourselves to similar injuries to someone else, because then you're thinking, well, I should be doing this, or this is how the process is supposed to be. And so really through this process, it's, it's giving yourself grace obviously pushing through the rehab, but also starting to learn and understand when your body needs, needs to back off a bit. And for myself, I had a hard time knowing, I mean, I was like, I'm going to go, go, go. And there's a whole nother thing we can talk about rest and recovery and how important that is. But for me, I was just like, no, I'm this warrior. I got to push through. And like, I want to play. I was sick of being injured. Um, but who knows, maybe from all, if I never fully allowed my body to rest and heal and I tried to push on through other injuries, compensation is, is like our bodies are amazing because they'll push through, but how that can force and, and create other injuries. So with that is just really allowing ourselves to, to, yeah, be present in the moment, take your mm-hmm. healing process as it comes, you'll have support and you'll have all that stuff, but every injury is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so much yeah. that I could dive into this. So, <laughs> yeah, no. And hopefully, I mean, like we said, this is a, this is a deep topic and it's so individual, but so universal at the same time. And so we just hope that we can offer little tidbits and I'm just thinking like, you know, ACL recovery today, like it used to be six months. Now it's a year. Um, and I know that that can be infuriating for people, but you know, trusting, trusting the process, being patient, celebrating the small, but like huge victories. And if you've been injured looking for others who are going through that rehab, like I walked today without crutches, like that is huge. You know, I Mm -hmm. got my flexion past 90 degrees. That's huge. You know, like these little benchmarks throughout the process are things that you, you really should be celebrating. Um, And I think something else that was super helpful for me was, you know, like you said before, Britt, when we are injured, we could tend to believe this lie that we're, you know, not part of the team or we have a a lesser role on the team. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not on the field. Like I'm literally on the sideline doing my little knee rehab and, and watching. Um, And, and something that, you know, it took me some time, but I really sought to do was to find my role because every person on a team has a role. And, you know, I, first of all, looked for ways that I could make myself a better player 
without actually playing. So I remember I like made my dad get us like European soccer on TV. I like wrote up this whole proposal. It's hilarious uh, to pay the extra money so that I could watch the game. So I could study the game so I could be a better player. But then that, that came with practices too. I was watching my coach and how he coached. I was watching the other players and how they played, you know, when I had built up the confidence offering some advice to other players, um, you know, and then just really being an encouragement to other people. So like every game I would write a different player, a note of encouragement. Or, you know, my freshman year didn't travel because I couldn't play, you know, so when Mm -hmm. they would go away, sending them with notes or encouragements. Um, So just looking of ways when we when we go beyond ourselves um, and look to help other people, I think it can take the focus off of I'm injured right to no, I actually can use this to my advantage and I can actually be a, a gift and a blessing to other people while I'm going through this. Oh, amen. I mean, and I've, I've gone through obviously several injuries throughout my career to where some, I think I responded where I was it. of course, you're going to be angry and frustrated. Um, but in, in moments, some moments I pulled away and I pulled away and, and there is times when you're like, okay, I sure. need to take a step back and need to really like realize, okay, I've had a big shift. Maybe you're a starter playing every moment to now sitting and, and feeling disconnected. Um, Sam, like you were saying, being able to, okay, what's my role now? And doesn't mean, okay, I have to accept only being here and now I'm only going to be here. No, you, you have a huge impact on the team and no, regardless, and this goes to like, even if you weren't injured or not the roles, you know, of, of teammates, but with that, if we start to, cause we can feel isolated because it's a shift, but if we start to pull away too much, and disconnect ourselves from the team and we're not invested, that is going to slow up our healing process. It instead, mm-hmm. Unless you, you take specific time to pull away and really focus on yourself, but stay connected to your team in some way. Sam, that was awesome writing letters. Um, I often actually uh, would start to, I'm like, I want to do something for my team. If I, if I can't play, obviously being the encouragement or support, you know, watching the game, you know, don't check out when you're injured. Put yourself in positions. I think there's visualization that you can do in the, in the healing process. Okay. Like what is my body going to be doing? That's a huge help, but also, you know, seeing the game what would I do there? You know, like seeing the game more than if you were playing, like see it from a different perspective, um, on road trips, I was just like, how can I help my teammate in any way? Well, I started giving my teammates massages, back and and they were of course they were loving it but I would do like a leg flush and just things that I'm like how can I help and how can I be of support and so an injury yes shifts and changes the way that you're going to be performing um in that moment but you actually can grow like your character is being built in this moment and your resilience and your you know just desire and power to keep, to keep pressing on. And so, yeah, you can fall one way and be very isolating and that's where it's, let's grab the tools and the support, or you can really grow from this and become a stronger player, athlete, person, and turn it to a very good experience. Yeah. And I think you can really come to, in certain ways, appreciate your body. 
you know, um, like what were you saying earlier about scars, Britt? Oh yeah. This was a huge moment for me. So I had gone through probably eight surgeries previous to this. And so I just talked about, uh, the year that I, that I tore my ACL. And so it was April 12th. I remember it was a day after my birthday. So I was just like ready for a new season and everything. But the next day, April 12th, uh, first game tore my ACL. The following day was Palm Sunday. So mm-hmm. my parents were in town. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go to mass. And uh, I was just numb at that point. It was a, it was just a hard day um, the night before. And so we're at mass and I'm just kind of blankly staring. I'm trying to kneel down at times, but my left leg has to be straightened. So I'm kind of like half kneeling and I've got sandals on. And so I'm just kind of just looking down, like almost like in a shameful way. Like I don't want to lift my head up because I'm angry. I'm questioning. I'm just like, why God, you know, I've gone through that a lot and, and wrestled with that, but I started just, I'm just, I don't know. I was just looking at my hands and just looking down and I had this moment and I don't even remember where we were at in the mass at one point we were kneeling, but I see uh, the scar on my foot. So it was literally middle of my foot. Um, And I look at that scar and then I, and then I look at the scar on my wrist and then I start touching all these areas where I've had these scars and these injuries. And then I, I literally, I physically like touched my side. So right here, I broke a rib back in 2013 and, and then just think about concussions. And I, I, I looked and I looked up in that moment and I see the crucifix. I see Jesus on the cross. I see Mm. his scars, the scar right there in the foot where the nail was pierced through. I see, you know, where his wrist or hand, you know, would have been into the cross and, and the side, honestly, right here that hit me. And I just, it was like this overwhelming feeling of like, that is where Jesus was pierced. Like that's where Mm -hmm. his side was pierced and the, and the concussions, the crowning of the thorns. So this, why me, like why? And I'm just like, so into just like this pain. And then it was this, this flip. And I, and I'm not going to say that from this moment, everything was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) It was a realization of just, I have written on my wall by his wounds, you have been healed. And I see the scars of, of me of on my body. And then I see his scars Mm. and I see, and it was so powerful. Sam, like, and I just see all of these wounds that he, like he, why me, why me, why did you love me so much? Mm. And it became this huge shift and mindset started to shift. And these wounds, you know, we have all the the wounds that we're carrying and all the things we're going through, but then you look at the scars that have been healed and maybe those injuries haven't fully been healed. Maybe you're compensating, Mm -hmm. but you see the scar and you remember like what you've gone through and how God has brought you through this. It's not just a physical side, but it's also that mental, emotional, spiritual aspect of your life where there is healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so, it's so stunning. And, you know, so you are more than your injury, you are redeemed. And the Mm -hmm. reason we decided on the word redeemed was because, you know, Christ's story doesn't end with the crucifixion and our stories don't end with injury. We know that Christ rose from the dead three days later. 
And those scars, you know, his hands, his feet, his side, they, they shone with light, like they were radiant Mm. and they actually became like the sign of resurrection. And what's so beautiful is, you know, they say like, you know, if we want to be a Christian, we have to follow, follow Christ. And that means following him to the cross in many different ways. And in a really beautiful, intimate way, Britt, what you realize and what I've realized through my injuries are, is this actually has created a sort of intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. Like in no way do we even touch what he went through. Like it's so far beyond what we can even comprehend pain wise, but in a small way, you are, you have experienced what he experienced and there's, there's an intimacy there um, to know like, wow, this is a small taste of what you went through for me. Um, but it doesn't end there. There is that, that hope of, of resurrection of coming back, you know? Um, and even if your body still hurts in this life, which mine still does, you know, the second second coming, we know our bodies are going to be redeemed. And, and it just becomes this, like you said, this shift in perspective, when we can view and hope for, because of what Christ has done, that redemption here and now of our bodies, but, but ultimately in eternity as well. Yeah. And this, in this whole series of you are more than, so you are more than your injury. And I think a lot of times we can place a lot of shame or frustration or anger or bitterness and, and we can hold on to that and we can create that injury and turn it in, and yeah, almost becomes our identity, like, oh, injured. I remember people be like, oh, Bach, you're injured again. And, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to be seen as this, like, oh, if, if Bach could only stay healthy. And I started to have this mindset, like I'm my injuries, like that's what people know me as, but that's a lie. And like, mm-hmm. no, we are, like you said, we have to die with Christ on the cross to be resurrected with him and to be redeemed by him. And so through this process of healing, and if you have one injury, if you sprain your ankle and you're out for two weeks, or if you've had, I've listened to other podcasts, Amy Purdy, Olympian snowboarder, Paralympic snowboarder, and the amount of surgery she's gone through is just insane. So there's no comparison to one injury versus the other, but we cannot place our identity in that. And there's the lies that are going to tell us because yeah, maybe we might, we might play differently and Mm -hmm. we may become better. We may have this injury and and, and it just shifts, but it's different. It's a transformation. And so yeah, to not place our identity in the injuries or just be like, oh, well, this is how I'm always going to be is, is we can set our mind on higher things. We can have that hope and we can know that. And, and this, this term of redemptive suffering, mm-hmm. right? How we can, um, through the sufferings that, w- that we're physically going through, it actually draws us more near to Christ. Yeah. It actually has us fall to our near and knees and just get a piece of that pierce of his heart of knowing like, man, what he went through out of love, strictly out of love for us. And so it can shift your mindset into how you face these injuries and how you, mm-hmm. how you tackle them, like truly how you can uh, have redemptive suffering and just this injuries. It's a big part of who you are. It's not who you are, mm-hmm. but it's a big part of who you are going to grow to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I look at my knee surgery and I'm, I can say wholeheartedly, I'm grateful for it. I mean, would it have been nice not to go through 13 months of rehab and still have knee pain and all that? Yeah. But I don't think Brit that I would 
be where I am and know Christ the way I do without it. No, I was, on to- I was on top of the world. I mean, it was just like, and that, not that that's bad and not that God like wants us to be injured. Right. But he uses it. Like I was stripped completely of my identity as an athlete because I couldn't play for two years, basically. And that led to a big identity crisis where I tried to fill it with everything you you could, you know, like team culture, partying, you know, studying grades, comparison, like all these things, listening to others' opinions. And at the end of the day, it brought me to my knees and it was just this, this plea of agony in the midst of so much darkness of like, God, help me. Where are you? And seeking him and ultimately finding him in the Eucharist and finding him in the Catholic faith and finding a personal relationship with him um, and finding him really him, you know, at the cross, because that's where I felt like I was. And I can say that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's why we're doing this podcast because, you know, like it is such an opportunity for an encounter with Christ, like you said. And, and if you're, you're sitting there, like, how do I do that? How do I, you know, I just see darkness. Just utter a simple prayer. Be like, Lord, show me where you are uh, in this, you know, come into my heart, be here with me. You know, that is the start of that, that process of redemption. Mm-hmm. And I, as you were talking, it triggered something and uh, to bring it back to actually the first year in the pros for me. Mm-hmm. And I was playing every minute with the LA soul. I was with the women's national team for an entire year, that entire year. And I went from going from being on the best team in the WPS women's professional soccer. We won the league. We, I was playing with the national team. I was living in Malibu with a host family. I mean, I was just like, wow. And to flip the switch, I ended up having to, I played through two essentially broken feet, but you push through because adrenaline, right? Like you're, you just push through things. But from that, I had a foot surgery around November of 2009 and then January of 2010 on my other foot. So double foot surgery. Mm -hmm. And I went from like national team winning team to double foot surgery, the team folded. And I'm like, who's going to want me now? And it was this massive shift, Mm. right? It went from now I'm I'm like, who's, what team's going to pick me up? So from that though, like you said, we can have this shift to, you know, this shift of redemption, but for a while, Sam, I, I, I mean, I, I fought through the injury and everything, but I was just like, why? Like I'm doing everything right. I'm trying to rehab, right. I'm, 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 I'm doing what I need to do to get through, uh, recovery and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the Lord, you know, it never said we wouldn't suffer. Mm -mm. God never said we weren't going to suffer, but he promises to always be with us through that suffering. And as you said, something, which is what triggered me, uh, shifted me into, into seeing this is through the years. I mean, 2009 is when I had this bout of surgeries until even till a year and a half ago, my mom was just like, Brittany, and still reminds me, she's like, Brittany, but would you, would you, want to take away any of those injuries and not be where you are now in your walk with the Lord. 
Hmm. Like I have, I have memories of when I was in Sweden and in wrestling with God through most of my career with injuries, but it was in those moments that my mom's like, Brittany, that's, that's where your faith grew. That's where your surrender and that trust and in our weakness are we made strong. Mm -hmm. And so if you are going through injuries and the darkness of it, whatever it may be, do not compare to anyone else's situation, but in that just really like take a step back and be like, okay, be present, be in the process, be like, okay, this is, this is where I'm at right now. And what can you feed your mind with, uh, in the mental game, in the visualization, in the, what are you eating? What are you paying attention to with what you're watching and listening to? Mm -hmm. What kind of environment are you around? Mm -hmm. um, the people, is there a negative environment or is there a positive environment? And so there's so many little tips and tools and, and, um, for us that we can go through, but really in this moment, allow yourself to just, it may not happen right then and there, but you're going to see where, where you're going to grow. And it, some people might fight it more. I, I, I held on to a lot of shame with a lot of stuff a lot. And it was, it was, I was almost in hiding and I operated in my own strength. Mm. And, and, and I had this prayer earlier, very early in my career of like, Lord, keep me humble. I want to stay humble. And because as an athlete, as a professional athlete, this wasn't about me. I didn't want people to think I was better than them. And I know I'm getting like long winded here, but, but truly in that is through our injury where we build compassion, where we, we truly find out who we are and, and that humility in Christ and, and Christ is humble and meek. And he, he died for us and he, he did everything for us and suffered the worst of suffering. And so through your injury, like, we just want to encourage you just keep going, find a good support system and, and yeah, set your mind on, on higher things. And it's not going to look like how you imagine it <laughs> could. I want you to like have yeah. a great visualization. I want you to, to think positive things in, in the process, but know that you're not alone in it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to, you don't, even if you, if your mind starts to go into hiding and isolation, fight that and, and speak out to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as we, as we wrap up, Britt, how would you just offer that advice? Like just, um, a summary of, you know, we, we, we have a takeaway every week mm. and, you know, say there's somebody listening right now who's, who's going through an injury. Like what, what practical advice would we offer them? Yeah. I mean, for one, just recognize and acknowledge the shift in the role. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you maybe want it to be different, but right now, this is where you're at. How can you shift your role right now? Obviously work on all of the things, your trainers and, and dive into positive uh, thoughts and mindset. Mm -hmm. um, but also for us as, as, as believers, just drawing near to Christ. And you're going to wrestle sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're going to wrestle and you're going to question and you're going to get angry and that's okay. Christ is here to walk with you every step of the way. And some days you're going to feel it. Yeah. You may feel a lot of peace and all that. And those are going to be amazing days, but know that you're going to have some really tough days and that's okay. And that's part of the process, but just continue to, to draw near the Lord and draw near that support system and, and be there for your teammates mm. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And, and how we would, you know, really, yeah. How can we help our teammates? Um, how can we use our injury to, to help others and to share this? Uh, this is one of my favorite things, Britt, you had talked about redemptive suffering. 
And we learn from Colossians 1.24, I believe it says something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, I rejoice in my sufferings because they make up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ, the body. Um, and that doesn't mean that Christ's sufferings weren't enough. Like his sacrifice for us was enough to redeem us. Um, but in God's wisdom, he allows us to intercede for other people and to do so with our sufferings. And we can offer our sufferings up for others. And, you know, I think back when I had hip surgery, um, I was working, I was a missionary at the time and I was working with a volleyball player who's been on the podcast. Y'all know Nicole, if you've been listening, but, um, Nicole had, had, was having her second hip surgery. And about the time her hip started bothering her, my hip started bothering me, same hip. And I just knew I just in prayer, God was like, right label hip tear. And uh, I went to the doctor and I was like, I have a right label hip tear. And he's kind of scoffed at me. Like, how are you self-diagnosing? Like, it's not the most uh, prevalent injury. And lo and behold, I had a right label hip tear and not that God calls any, everybody to do this, but we ended up having surgery uh, a month apart. And my whole rehab process was offered up that for her reversion back to the faith that she would come closer to our Lord. And, and, you know, like we helped each other throughout it. Like we would text each other, like, you know, she was a month ahead of me, like, Hey, I'm doing this. I'd be like, Hey, I did this in rehab today. I'm offering it up for you. Um, and you know, long story short, like she ended up having a really beautiful encounter with our Lord and is now just such a beautiful and and faith-filled woman woman. And I don't, I don't attribute that to, to me. Like she's, there's a lot of factors there, but, um, I see how God used that injury you know, and right now I need shoulder surgery and I'm offering it up for a girl who just had ACL surgery. Um, but, but anything we do, our injuries can really become a way to pray. It's like, okay, I have leg lifts today, you know, or, you know, when I used to get flexion, my knee bent, like it was agonizing. And, and to think, you know, that was, I wish I had, but now like, okay, I can offer that up for this person who I know is sick or this person I know is injured or for my teammate who is going through a hard time. Um, and so, yeah, our encouragement, our takeaway for how we can share this is really offering our injury, our pain, our rehab for other people as a prayer. And that actually has weight and that has power. Um, and it's a good motivator too. There it is. I mean, literally compassion is to suffer with. And so we build compassion through this. So I love that offering it up. And the scripture that I would read before every game day was in Romans. Um, not only so, we rejoice in our suffering and the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. I'm paraphrasing there, but it was in that, that our suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, our character and character, hope and hope in the, the resurrection um, in Christ. And so you guys, we are here with you and there's community of us as athletes, as even if you played one year or 17 years um, going through injury and that identity in it, we want to just encourage you to, to keep pressing into one another and um, to keep falling to your knees to Christ. And so as we end this, you know, you are more than your injury. You are redeemed. Hmm. And we just keep walking with us and each other. Absolutely. And please feel free to, to reach out to us. You know, if you're struggling, like we're here, we're here to help. And um, remember our hashtag, I am more than maybe post your injury story on Instagram and, and tag us at fierce athlete and, and share your story. Um, because that's just going to be an encouragement to other people. 
uh, really as, as, a, as the body of Christ, as, as this fierce athlete community, um, your story can inspire somebody else. You never know who's, who's going through this too. And we're in this together. And, um, we just would invite you to, to continue to share this podcast with your friends, maybe somebody who is injured right now and really struggling, uh, faith, no faith. We, we think that some of the truths here can be inspiring. So share this with them. Um, please leave us a review on, um, iTunes or wherever you're listening. Um, if there's any other topics that are being stirred in your heart that you'd love to hear about, e- email us this, this season is we want your feedback. And we want to talk about what you need. So info at fierceathlete.org. And then finally, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, please prayerfully consider joining our, our support team, donating um, on a monthly basis so that we can keep this going. All right, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. We're praying for you. And um, it's just great to be on this journey with you. God bless. Play fierce. Pray fierce. Live fierce.